Everything from overlanding your stock rig to full-on LS-powered tube buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Mike. I'm Derek. And Steve said the whole intro. I said the whole intro the first time. You, you just said didn't hear the whole it. thing. <laughs> yeah. I heard it. Yes. I don't know what was wrong with me the first time. You're drunk. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think back, I think he did say the whole I thing. I did say it. I mean, I'm I believe it. I've said this. Probably a hundred. I bet I've said it over 200 times easily. You've said it exactly 101 times to this day. In, in, no, no. Oh, d- d- Way more than that. Why? I, I was going to say into a microphone, but not even that. Do you like listening to yourself talk? Do you, Do you know just how many go times I've said it? that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. You I'll say it to Jess. I'll be on the phone and just say it. You just Actually, say it to Jess. Probably for episode one, you probably said it like 25 times just uh, to get it least, right. At, at least. At least. To get it down just right. Yeah. And that doesn't count well, like the practices trying to figure out what we're going to say. Anyway, back to the Total Offer podcast, these two guys here. So we've got, obviously, Mike and Derek Lassini. Uh Hi. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he is the full-size guy. And another full-size guy. So we got two full-size guys. So all you guys are bitching about not enough full-size guy stuff, we have fixed the issue. Now the only thing this we're This is the episode for you, too. There's all kinds of full-size shenanigans right. that I get to talk about this week. All right, Tyler, calm down over there. Not one XJ was harmed in the filming of this episode. <laughs> If you, like, <laughs> if you like full sizes, then this is the episode for you. Great. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. So first thing on the docket, <laughs> I want to know. You tell me. Oh, no, it's not. The, you say that you want to know like I know. Oh, I want to know. know. And that's why oh, we're talking about it. I feel totally upset now. Well, get ready to be upset. Okay. So everybody's like, what the fuck are they talking about? So I parked snow day outside yesterday. Yes, you did. I got done. Well, I mean, I should, I guess I could talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I, I put snow day back together. I got my axles from Chris took care of my warranty, sent me all my maintenance parts. I put it all back together. That was my Saturday. It was great. And I parked snow day outside. Um, the only thing I had left to do is steering stops, which if I have time to talk about, I will mention later because that's kind of a whole story. Okay. Anyway, I parked it outside and guess what? It rained. And guess what? I drove it to work. And guess what? The next day when I drove it to work, it was 25 degrees. Oh, did it shake like a bitch? And there was ice sitting in my wheels and yes. it shook like a bitch. Yes. Mm. And I was like, you know what I need? Some Raceline rain covers. Okay. So I thought you already had a solution, but you did not. Uh, Hold on. Lucky you, for Derek. Yeah. Okay, Derek. You, Derek. you talk, but I will tell you more later. Go ahead. I was going to say, why don't you just use like normal semi-tired covers? I don't want to cover up now. Like, that's what you're looking at on your screen, Steve. I don't want to put a whole freaking cover over the whole tire. I literally just want to cover up the wheel so that water doesn't rest in it. It's not a thing. But that's what I want. That's what do you mean it's thing. not a thing? I, you know, I know it's not a thing Tell yet, but I'm saying like, why can't it be a you thing? Want, how, how could you want you... moonies. Yeah. You want sealed moonies. I want them sealed pretty box. good. They're going to seal, be sealed pretty damn good. Right, so, water in. so I got 32 beadlock bolts. Mm-hmm. You take four out, right? And then you put some sort of cover <laughs> on there and then you just retorque those. And you, no, that sounds too hard because it's going to have to rest yeah, against the rubber. That's too hard. You need a snap in is what you want, but it's got to fit so big, perfect. Big freeze plug. The, the problem. The giant freeze plug. Yeah. Hmm. See, I'd be very intrigued about this. If you made one that seated around the outside edge of the beadlock. Okay. Okay. If you made one that seated around the outside edge of the beadlock, 
almost against the tire, just kind of lightly against the tire, and it just snapped into place or whatever. Yeah, it would just have to fit I just, snugly. I just wonder, like, let's take, we'll take a hose and run the hose, like, spray the hose at the tire. Will the water run around the tire and not into the wheel? That's the hope. That's the hope. But if it gets onto that beadlock ring and finds a way to drip inside, okay. If a couple of drops get inside, it's one thing. But if I have like twenty ounces of water sitting inside my wheel, then obviously that's a kind of a problem. That's the thing. And for two reasons: one, because obviously if it freezes, it creates a huge vibration, which it did. But also, like snow day set, like when we got back from uh, moonlight last time, Mm -hmm. it sat outside. I had power washed it. There was water in the wheels, and now there's like a black spot where that used to be polished. (laughs) It's just black now because water sat in there for like a week. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. All these things need to be mitigated, and there's got to be a solution for guys with beadlocks that just don't want water to sit in their wheels. Like, why is there no solution? Okay, Derek's look. Derek yes. drew it. He already has a solution. Snap, it's a snap-in cover. It's a Mooney. Oh. Like, it just snaps, and you just like four little tabs that go around it. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, but the, just... I can already see the problem in your photo, though. Can you rain collects in that little divot right there? But the no. right here, right yeah. there, but rain collects. Yes. Yeah, but it's, but it's but round. Like, not but a ton. It's, hold on. See the way you're the way you have it designed there is good, but you need a water where okay, so hold that back up. Rubber seal, rubber seal, no, right? You oh, don't actually, need a seal. No, no, you no. Don't need Steve a seal. is right. The you, water won't go all uh, the way inside, it'll run around the edge. It'll run around the edge. So where you have it right there, the where it flares back up to latch inside of the hold on, let me take a picture of that. It'll so create a the, gutter. I'm gonna post it'll create oh, a gutter yeah, that goes all the way it. around. But but it has to be made out of some kind of flexible, slightly flexible material. So it Plastic. snaps. So when it gets to the bottom, it doesn't just run into the, or it runs off the side. Let me, get a, let me take a picture of that real quick. Plastic. Okay. And well, but you want to leave them on yeah. all the time and drive. Oh, drive oh well, you could. It, right, like, Mike? you could. So what you would do is you would make so you that channel. Hurting. Hold on. You ready? So you would make the channel uh, about an inch smaller than the inner diameter of the beadlock ring, and then it would flare back up at a, a little more of an extreme angle than what you have there, and then it would have fingers. Not just four of them; it have many fingers all the way around that would snap in, and it would have That's to be injection molded, probably. That's what I'm saying. The the little swoop de doos are like fingers, yeah. like you were saying, right? Yeah, but, that but, would be but awesome. Part of that swoop de doo has to be solid to be a gutter. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. You it doesn't need to put be a gutter, gutter because if water seeps in, we well, can't see. You need to move you, more towards your face. Just there back you go. up. Yeah. Just yeah. back up. We can. See, we're, it's plenty big. Just if, back up. If water seeps in. If yes. water seeps in, it's just going to stick along this thing. And it's going to go out the bottom because you don't have the rain coming in at an angle. Right. That's true. That it just trough. runs in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I bet you it works without all if the fancy. If somebody had a bigger, we need somebody with a 20 inch bed 3D printer. Oh, say a huge 3D printer would be the trick. Yeah. No, you could you could do four. You could do four like um, pieces, high high cuts, and then super glue them together to try it out. Oh yeah, you could. I guess God, so. They come apart though on the road. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> run them on the road. I was <laughs> no, thinking just, this is for parked out only. The, yeah, try out the waterproofness first. Right. I think I don't know how big a twenty inch bed uh, thing would be. Anyway, I know this it is hard. To twenty to... inches. It only needs to be sixteen or whatever the ID of the right. Lock. Yeah, which is probably pretty small. Yeah. I think it's a 17 inch wheel. Yeah. It's probably 16 inches. You're probably right. Uh, Pretty close to so it. So I know that's really hard to understand via voice, via audio. But Steve will post a photo. I will post oh, a photo. Oh, I got it. Or I got Derek it. Will. It's a don't, Mooney that snaps into your beadlock. Don't post it tonight, though, because no one will understand. <laughs> post it in the morning. Yeah. They'll just be like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> yeah, take a picture. <laughs> take a picture of that, Derek, and, 
and uh, post that to I'll the thing it. later. Yeah. But I was just thinking, like, what, wouldn't that be wonderful, especially if I could get them printed in light Quasar blue? Oh, yeah, I'm sure you can. So when my you truck's parked paint, behind my shop, people like see it and they're like, blue. ooh. Yeah, so you, you paint it, but it'd be here's, nice if it's printed in that color. Here's the cool thing. For my beadlocks that are on there right now, my 38s, Yeah, that ring in the center would be tiny. Oh, yeah, it would be. Because yeah. they're, they're huge. The beadlock rings are huge. Yeah, the rings are huge. Oh. So the other solution that is already made, um, that is just a little bit easier, I suppose, is to go with a tire, a vinyl tire cover. So this is a 43 to 45 inch vinyl tire uh, or a semi wheel. And you just get home, just slide it over there. I don't and know. That, you go. My truck looks dumb if I have it parked like that, though. I want to look cool sitting there. Yes, that <laughs> would be that would require you to. Here's do the nice thing about 3D printing is you could put you could like 3D print all kinds of cool logos and flames. Oh, yeah, you could. flames. Quasars on it. Quasars. Quasars. Actual Can quasars. You tell me what a quasar is, Mike, because I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We, but... we looked it up. You need to go listen to the episode. I know. I remember. It. <laughs> it was a memory check for Mike. It was a memory check for Mike. It was. I do not remember. It was something to do with the uh, outer spaces. It's it's a shooting star. It's not a shooting star, but it's something. Am like I close? That. Yes. I'm gonna look it's it up. Star, it's something think, star related. Though. I'm gonna look it up. And so pretend like I didn't. Um, we're drinking grandma's. I'm drinking grandma's fruit salad. Mike is drinking a kokanee. What's Derek drinking? Oh, he's drinking a Yingling again. Yingling, Yingling light. light. And you brought something else. There was another can you brought up. Was it not a beer? Uh, oh, 312. Nice. We're drinking beers. Oh, God. Not, Ale- a, not a beer, but what is that? delicious. What's Ale 8? Ale, Ale 8 1. Uh, Ale 8 1. Late, a late one? A late one. It's uh, one of them K- Kentucky sodas. Kentucky sodas? It's, it's, good. it's like one. a gin. It's like a ginger I think, beer slash ginger ale. I think my buddy. Uh, I think my buddy Adam deals in those. I'm pretty sure yeah. deals in those. Like he's a distributor. Oh no shit. Yeah. Oh. Or like something like that. Like he has them in his store and stuff. Can you nice. buy those up Wait, in, in Illinois? No, no. Oh, he's down Kentucky. south, isn't he? He's in Kentucky. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a hundred percent sure now that you say that because I'm like, yeah, that. Because like when you look at it or when you say it, it's like what ale eight one. I don't get it, but yeah. Late one. Late Actually, one. I got that one in Indianapolis because I forgot really? to get it in Kentucky. And I texted Matt when I was driving back. I'm like, "Can I get a late ones in Indy?" And he's like, "Yeah, you can. Go to a Kroger." Really neat. Is that good stuff? So thank you, Matt Hayes. It's the best. Yeah, I love it. Best sodies. Ah, uh, it's a very, very good sodi that I don't get to drink very often. Yeah, that's the thing. So can't need, get into sodas. So we need. Yes, we need beadlock ring covers. Yeah, we need some sort of like easy, like I just snap it in and walk away a solution. And then when I go to leave, I can just pull them all off in like a minute. I don't want something I mean, that's like thinking, complicated. Hmm. I'm so thinking you it. could leave them on if you did it right and just drive around. And then when you go off-roading, you pull it off so it doesn't get cracked. But hmm. That'd be neat too, I guess, if if you wanted like literally like a Mooney style cover for your race lines. It might be, I mean, if they looked good, it would be fine. I really wish that Mango was caught up on this podcast so that when this comes out tomorrow, he would message me we can discuss how because he can 3d print shit yes yeah i'm sure there are other listeners that can 3d print shit too if someone had a huge like you said a huge 3d printer that would be ideal but he like he said you can cut it you can do it in pies you could yeah and then just super glue it together might work super glue works really well with most 3d printed materials because it just melts the plastic together oh nice perfect yep so derek lassini went wheeling i did he's waving like you can see him I am me. I, 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 I are Derek's. Uh, he went wheeling 
uh, down, and he went with you. Who'd you go with? You went with Growy, Growy, and Connor Lund. Just the three of you? Just the three of us. Oh, but that was a good weekend. Man, I would have loved to have been there. Yeah, that would have been. I would. I also would have loved to have been there, but I didn't put my back tires on. And that was. That's it. That's, that's what was stopping. That was it. He's like, oh, I had to tighten sixteen. Oh, I'm sorry, ten <laughs> lug nuts. <laughs> sixteen. <laughs> Who does? He's that? like sixteen. Nobody's got that many lug nuts. Nobody. This old truck only has twenty. So <laughs> <laughs> you need, motherfucker. <laughs> it clearly, it's not. Here's the thing. Here's the oh, thing. Burn. <laughs> hold, Sick burn. Hold on. You over there with your high and mighty uh, 16, eight late lug. lugs on each hub. Yeah, that's right. Guess how many bolts you have holding that spindle on? Five. Yeah. Same <laughs> as me, but doesn't matter. Yeah. It's index is the only difference. It's index is the only. What do you mean it's index is the it's, only difference? It's indexed into the uh, into the knuckle. It's got a shoulder. Yeah. Oh, so like, whereas you don't? Whereas the wheel does not. Oh right, the wheels. Yeah, not it hub-centric. If it's hub-centric. It's not hub-centric. Oh, but then none of them oh, are. You don't show me. Are where your you race lines hub-centric, Derek? No, they're not. I'm saying exactly. that. Well, it doesn't matter because the spindle only needing five is because it doesn't spin. That doesn't also. move. Yes. Yeah, that engineer. But apparently talk, they do bra. break. Apparently they do break. Nah, that's fine. I've seen it. It's you never happened. Pictures. You made that up. Yes, I did. But actually, I didn't. <laughs> but I have seen it. I have seen it, except for I've never seen it. <laughs> but I actually have. I got sent pictures after I we had that whole discussion about lug nuts. They're like, Dad yeah. Veronica Vaughn. Dad Veronica Vaughn. I'm going to drill out my spindle, an extra three fucking studs per thing. Great. <laughs> eight lug spindles, eight lug well, nuts. studs, eight spindles. The good news is, the good news is, is if you did that, they don't have to be any kind of like special spot. Right? Just, just anywhere. Pick, just pick a spot. Yeah, you can actually do, one do more. that. That one really long spot on the top where there's the big divide. I'll just do it right up there. Yeah. How many this, does a 60 have, Derek? Six. Five. No, five on his Ford. Yeah. Nope. Ford five on five. a Ford, six on a Chevy. Yep. Really? I didn't yep. know that. But you literally, but you Weird. literally could. You could add three more to that. I, yeah, if you really wanted to, I guess. Like haphazardly right. because there's nothing oh. in the way. But why would you? Because Steve says they break sometimes. Because you're giving me shit for five lug nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just don't I'm do just that saying. because it's fine. That's why you don't do. Oh, it. that was weird. That yeah, I saw. I saw a little yeah. glitch there. Uh. Anyway. So. So you don't have enough lug nuts. What were you saying about that? That was it. No, I just didn't. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to tighten five more lug nuts. I had ten more lug nuts to go four wheeling. It had nothing to do with the nine-hour drive each way. No, it only had to do with Steve literally didn't want to tighten 10 lug nuts, and yeah. so he didn't go. Or or my wife wanting me to be home with my kid, or me wanting to be home with my kid, or the fact that I wasn't at home with my kid this weekend at all. Or the fact that Steve had prior <laughs> arrangements. I did have a truck come in, which wasn't supposed ah. to be here this weekend, but he was. And then we had, and then we ended up using the shop to do pinstriping yesterday as well, so mm. it, it's okay. It worked fine. It's but, fine. Just uh, less wheeling, but it's still fine. I, you know what? I need to take a month off to recoup funds anyway, because a month of wheeling is pretty expensive. Can be. Yeah, it was. Derek, did you guys wheel for two days? Two days. Drive down Thursday, we, wheel Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So we were we were originally planning on going to Flat Nasty. Um, and the <laughs> Toyota guys, Connor, Joe and their their circle of Toyota guys. What? They do the freeze your ass off. Wait, was it? I think it's freeze your ass off. 
and they do it kind of yearly. They go to Flat Nasty and they freeze their ass off because it's pretty cold in November. Um, and we said, well, if there were supposed to be more Toyota guys going and uh, we said, well, everybody bailed. So why don't we go to Harlan? Because I've been wanting to go to Harlan and grow. He was like, I want to go back to Harlan. And then Connor was like, I've never been to Harlan when it's not been raining. And so we checked the weather report. And on Wednesday, we decided to go to Harlan instead of Flat Nasty. Nice. So we did. Yeah. I can't read that. Put it closer. <laughs> Bring it closer. Can you read it now? Nope. You still can't read it's it? It's all white. It's oh too like God. too little it says, contrast. It He's says. Write me notes. Yeah, I'm trying to reach, write you a note. This is episode 101 because we forgot to tell everybody what episode this was. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. We usually do that when they're in the name thing. Oh, There's well. Too many- there's too many things going on. Well, because there's Ian, too many changes Ian in Ian's. Oh, well, it's true. It's Ian's job. Ian always used to say, "And this, and this is, is episode blank." One. Yeah, lucky uh, episode number one hundred and one. See, there you go. Now it's lucky. I knew, I knew there was something at the end of the intro that maybe that's awesome. why I thought you didn't say something was wrong. This is the total off-road podcast because uh, nobody said what episode number that's it was. What was. It could be. I knew there was something Man. missing too. Sorry, we let you all down. I mean, they know now. If they listened for like what, like eight minutes, then I guess they they figured it out. They, and we said what episode we said what what episode it was somewhere in there, kind of. But seventeen minutes <laughs> or four, whatever. It's fine, Derek. Yeah, Who's keeping four. track? Numbers, numbers, numbers. So you yeah. guys, you went to heart. Uh, it's is it Black Mountain? Black Mountain Off Road Vehicle Har- Park, whatever yes. RV Park. I think that's oh, funny. I've never heard the name of the park. Harlan, Kentucky. All I know is everyone just says Harlan. Yeah. Like we don't say Attica, we say Badlands. So why right. is it that when people say Black Mountain Off Road Park, they say Harlan? I don't know. That's not weird. Because Does that it, seem like wrong as far as like the way we call parks? We always call them by their name. It's interesting. It's a good question. Bet somebody more knowledgeable than me knows the answer to that, but I sure do not. Well, either way, you guys went to right. Harlan. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never thought about that. I don't know. Like, it just seems weird. Harlan. Yeah, I always Har- I always heard, even like 10 years ago, I always heard it was Harlan County trails system. oh really oh so maybe so it's maybe, changed maybe it used to be public and now it's private or something oh. i don't know that's interesting i bet the internet knows and it looks like steve's looking it up right now somebody put a paywall on that shit harlan county you still have to get a permit though like um oh like, like you state? do at windrock oh really? how did that work i remember doing it but i don't remember how that worked we did it well, all at the park a, right there's, yeah there's a campground at the at the trailhead and you just when you pay for camping, you're like, all right, and then here's my money. And they you fill out a form, they give you a sticker that's like got the date punched on it, and you stick that on your rig and boom, you're done. Well, it's really no different than just paying for an off-road park, except for you're paying the state instead of paying the park. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's partially state maintained or funded. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is exactly, but so did you have to pay separate fees for different things, or you just paid one fee for wheeling and that was it? One fee for wheeling. Okay, it wasn't like this goes to the park, but this goes to the state. It wasn't weird like that or anything. Right? No, no, no. It wasn't weird like that. You could buy like, I think you could buy a day pass, but it makes sense to do a so, thirty day pass if you I, go more than one day. And then I bought a year pass because why not? It wasn't that much more expensive and like supports a good cause, you know. Right. It was, that was Connor's idea. I was like, I'm a, I'm down for that. Yeah. It's a good oh, the, a year pass wasn't much more than just like two days or. It was sixty bucks for a year, and I was like, "Okay, I mean, that's yeah, why not, two right? days at the Badlands or three days at the Badlands, right. you know." So, and what was it for a day pass? Like twenty bucks a day? I don't remember what the day was, but the the thirty one day was like thirty five. So, gotcha. 
So I have a little bit of information about the park here on a website called Rider Planet hyphen USA or dash USA. Hmm, we'll need to check the authenticity. Authenticity. The authenticity. The authenticity of that website. So it is. So it has here. It has other names. So uh, Black Mountain Off-Road Adventure Area. And then other names include Black Mountain, Black Mountain Recreation Park, Black Mountain OHV Park, Everts Trailhead, Putney Trailhead, and Harlan County. What in the actual fuck? Oh, what does say? I have, I, have, I have information about Everts Trailhead and Putney Trailhead because there's different entrances to the park. Yeah. From the road. Oh, okay. It's so we those... stayed at the campground at Putney Trailhead. And then, like, if you go through the park, it's 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 big like Windrock. It's not nearly as big as Windrock. It's 7,000 um, acres. Yeah, it's to like 10 Badlands or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also 10 times bigger than the Badlands or eight times. Yeah, right. Either way, very large. Very. It's large. very large. Did you guys only do double black diamonds to see if you could break immediately? No. <laughs> okay, just checking. I know that's usually your MO. Derek's like, where can I break my truck in the first five minutes that we're here? That's where we're going. Is there anything with black? Usually I don't break it, though, in the first five minutes. The only time that happened was at S'more. Yeah. But you'll Literally never live it down. Minutes, so we were like, let's follow <laughs> Eric back to this one trail. And then we did it. And the first obstacle of the first trail, it broke my shit. And Derek was like, oh, my gosh, these tires are so sticky. Yep. Yeah, I was. I was it, like, yeah, Baja bosses are so <laughs> As soon as you put Mickey's on your truck, you do nothing but break your front axle. Me and Derek <laughs> both learned that the hard way. <laughs> yep, that's right. So here is what this uh, web particular website says about the park. This 7,000-acre OHV trail system is open year-round to all vehicles. There are two trailheads to access this area, the Putney Trailhead to the north and the Evarts Trailhead to the south. The northern trailhead is located at Harlan County Campgrounds, and a small fee is charged to the park. The southern access has no fee to the park, but is located near the general store, which carries basic camping supplies, maps, and permits. That's interesting. Derek cocked his head when I said there was Derek's no fee because like, he's like, I sure paid somebody. <laughs> if you had entered at a different place. Somebody. Actually, this was actually updated uh, August of 2021. Wow. I wonder so, why. Is it because you have to drive so far to get to like the good shit that it's like, cheap at the that bottom end or something? Yeah, it's cheap at the south end. You have to drive far to get to the good shit from either trailhead. Really? For it's sure. in the middle. Yeah. It's so strange. So we, yeah, so it's strange. all up in the mountain, it's right? A park and you within start a park. not in the mountain. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So yeah, so, similar to one rock. You started like the base of the mountain and basically go up. I'm actually a little it's, nervous. To I do think some it of was for the for some you of the trails. Be. It was further yeah. up the mountain than when rock was. How many people have fallen off of uh, Walden's? What is that ridge. called? Yeah, Walden's Ridge. Walden's Ridge. How many people have fallen off that? A couple. Probably more than zero. More than zero. <laughs> <laughs> dude wailing on the side of a mountain makes me nervous as hell was it like Windrock in that Derek that you're like uh, like off camera on the side of a mountain and certain deaths to your left most uh, <laughs> most saying. of the trails I think were it was it's kind of opposite of Windrock because a lot of the trails are down in the ravine kind of like the Ooh. cliffs okay. you know where like nice. on both sides of you are up up even uh -huh. though you're climbing up a crazy tall thing there was only of the trails we did there was only one trail that there wasn't like protection on your side um was it the, off the, camber the road too, though? that goes up to the trails was pretty right on the edge but there were trees there yeah. so 
As long as it's not off camera, it doesn't even make me nervous. But that one spot in One Rock still makes me sick to think about to this day. <laughs> that one was that one that was, was sketchy because, like, also not only are there no trees, but you can see where all the saplings have been knocked over by vehicles that have rolled down the do you, hill. Do you remember where that was at? Particular, like the particular spot? trail twenty one. Trail twenty one. The whole trail. Mm-hmm. No, no, just one. It was the <laughs> one first spot, big climb but... on Trail twenty one. Okay. The fact that it was like, off camera was what made it so bad. Huh. It was off camber, and that's what made it so bad. It, it was off camber towards, towards the, hill the cliff. That yeah. was instant death, basically. Yeah. But yeah, you on Trail Twenty One, you like you go down to this creek, and then you start climbing, and you're just going up this like dirty, you know, just like dirt, not a whole lot of rock, but like ruts that you just go up. And I was like, oh my god, like I feel the weight of my chest on my body oh, going yeah. up Trail Twenty One. I'm like, this is a lot of climbing, and then it starts to level off, and then there's this like. You know, your right tire comes up first and then your left and then your back right comes up while your front right is also climbing and you're just like crazy off camber. And yeah, that one was scary. I remember that one. So, Nobody I mean, made, everybody good. winched on that obstacle, if I recall. But I mean, if you have like a small light rig, maybe you'd be fine. But like all us full size guys was like, eesh. I don't know. Bray had a small light rig and he had to winch. But not on know. that particular. I mean, I'm not talking about the obstacle. I'm just talking about just literally taking the trail. And being like off camber and being scared. Oh, oh, okay. Like not where it was. It wasn't being... difficult there. It was just very off camber and very like cliffy. Oh, <laughs> maybe I that wasn't twenty one. Maybe that was something uh, else. Maybe is it maybe. literally that rock? Oh no, I remember. I kind of remember that. I I, huh. I remember we all winched up. That there was a spot. There was a couple. There was a video that came out recently of a guy rolling down it. And yeah. yes, we all winched up that Got because it. we were like. Even if we didn't think we needed to, it's like, yeah, but if you if you don't make it, like it's like real, real, real bad. So we were just like, fuck it, everyone hook up a winch before you even try. Isn't yeah. that how that pretty much went, Derek? That, yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, we were just <laughs> like, just just no matter what, hook up a winch, and then if shit goes south, well, at least you don't fall. Die. Yeah, I mean, I went up, I couldn't get the back tires to climb, and I was like, Well, the only way to get up this is to bump it, but every time you like gave it enough gas it would start to like yep, get it really light. To lift you and push you and so i was like i didn't have the balls to give it enough gas to try and bump it and i don't think anybody did nobody wanted to die yeah so. sounds that's a intense. good point all right now hold on that's wind rock that's wind rock we need to get back to sorry no i know no it's kind of my fault because I, I think i mentioned it but either way we need to get back to both on my list harlan okay. harlan i was like i just have Norby kentuck slash... wheeling on my list i already forgot the name of the damn park Still not sure what it is because it has like seven names apparently, but <laughs> but whatever it Black is, Mountain. Black, Black Mountain Off Road Vehicle Place. But yeah, tell us about place. you got there. You had yes. planned to we wheel there. You got there at night and you were gonna camp. Got there at night. We we're gonna camp. Um, it was pretty fucking cold, and Connor was like, "You guys can camp in the trailer with me." He's got an enclosed that the uh, that his Toyota fits in, um, oh, nice. and he also uses it for his kart racing. Very cool. Um, and he just has like a buddy heater and it's enough. You know, the, the living quarters are not huge, so it's enough to like keep it nice and warm. Is it an electric heater? So gro- uh, buddy heaters are like a propane yes, one. propane. Oh, okay. Cool. So um, so we just, we had primitive camping. You know, park is, the campground is kind of like the Badlands Park where it's just an open field at the base of the mountain. Yeah. Except Badlands doesn't have a mountain. Um, <laughs> so Grody and I met up when we were driving down. Um, Connor got off work later than we did um so he met us there we he got there at like 11 30 or something like that Damn. and growing and i already had the fire going but we were fucking around there's like an upper campground where like they're like 
clearing stuff out of the way and there's like this stair step climb that I guess people just I guess it's like I don't know I won't call it tradition but he was like yeah when I was here the last time there were people fucking around on this thing too and I was like okay so we went up there and like did some like muddy hill climbs before we aired down and it was just silly and dumb and then we went back down to camp and started the fire cool um so then we woke up the next morning at breakfast and the drive up the mountain no shit probably took 20 to 25 minutes because it's so long and like it's not a fast drive it's like well yeah it's probably steep but uh but yeah it was you're again not quite as steep as windrock but like climbing 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 switchbacks you know going back and forth um and it's on the north side of the mountain so it doesn't get much sun so it's all fucking mud Gross. all the mud that was on my truck was from the drive up and down the mountain the four times that we did it oh like the once you got to the trail um, it was actually less money like you were looking for rock gardens and the rock yeah, obstacles once you got to probably. the trail it was a bunch of rocks and there was like some mud and dirt in between the rocks you know like that's gonna happen anyway yeah 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 but like if I had just been like placed my truck on the trail, I don't think I'd have very much mud on it. Uh, but it was fucking covered in mud. Had it rained recently? Like, was it? Oh, yeah. It rained on the drive down. Okay. So. so it was wet just from the drive. But like once you got there, it was pretty dry or dried up. Some. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And like the trails themselves really weren't too bad. It was mostly just the access road that was real muddy. So. So we did. We started. Connor. Connor's been there a number of times and Groey was there last year. Um, so I was like, you guys pick the trails. Like I'm down for whatever. Um, all I want to do is lower rock garden, which is one that I'd seen before where there's, it's probably like an 800 foot long rock garden with the like access road next to it. So you can like very easily cut in and out of it whenever you oh, want nice. and winch out of it and stuff. Super convenient in case shit hits the fan. Yeah. It's kind of like the one when we were at Redbird. You remember that rock garden? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's but just longer, like a long, yeah. longer and wider and a little bit more natural, like less synthetic looking oh yeah well it probably was it natural or do you well it had to have been if it's on a mountainside right at redbird no the one at redbird is very clearly like man-made yeah, yeah. i'm the just saying Harlan, I, I would i would say it probably just wasn't filled in right okay so i think it was natural but it's hard to say um but yeah we started on killing time which is like it was like a fun steep climb you know in a ravine so you're going up a pretty steep path but you've got like you know, dirt walls on each side of you, so it's not sketchy. Um, it's not falling off and, sketchy, it's just right. difficult. Yeah. Well, that's what you want, yeah, right? Not even super difficult. I don't think it, nobody needed to winch. There was a couple times that we needed to give it a nice bump or pick a different line, but we made it, we all made it up, all three of us, Growy, Connor, and me. And I guess for those that don't know, Growy's got a Silverado on 40s and tons with a tube back half. Um, Connor's got a Toyota pick em up truck. With also a tube back half, I think. Well, tube bed at least. Yeah. Um, links in the front, leaves in the rear. Thirty-seven inch Maxxis tires, I think. Razors. And then my truck is also on forties, on tons. And also full sized. But also full size. It has a bed, but it's shortened. So yeah, so we go up killing time. That was sweet. I was like, this is a great start to the park. It wasn't too hard. We didn't have to winch. Got the adrenaline going, you know. That's the perfect way to start like, a park. You just want something that's is. just like challenging, but not impossible. Exactly. Yeah. So we not did that. Derek. And the well, nice thing was Derek, that that right? was pretty close. That was pretty close to the lower rock garden. And so I'm like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. And so Growy starts. And it's a cool place because like the rock garden's wide enough that there's like always two or three lines that you can pick. Um, 
And so it's kind of like a little bit of a playground. And there's, I would say, two or three like pretty big obstacles that you have to go over. Like there's a bunch of medium-sized boulders. So like the whole thing, it would be tough on like a Jeep with open diffs on like 33s. But like a fully locked Jeep on 33s, you could probably do it. But the two or three main obstacles get kind of tricky. So Roy was telling us a story that the last time he was there, he broke a stub shaft or short side axle shaft. I can't remember which. Um, and so he's like, I want to, you know, this is my nemesis now a little bit. And so we're like, all right, you go first. <laughs> oh, no. And so he makes it he makes it up uh, the first main obstacle. And then when he gets the second main obstacle, his front drive shaft, the weld broke at the pinion yoke. Yeah, it was really strange. Um, looking at it, I don't. Maybe he didn't get enough penetration. I'm not sure, but mm. bro, this is something he made. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So he and I both have had issues with drive shafts separating for a long time because we have leaves with this shackle on the rear on the front of the truck. Yeah. So as the truck as the axle moves away from the transfer case, it pulls. So he had uh, made a longer drive shaft. shaft. He had a longer slip drive shaft that he welded recently. I don't know if he did last time he was at Harlan or not. Um, and it just broke at the weld with the yoke for the spine section. Is that the photo that we saw where his truck was like all tangled up with the front end hanging? No. Oh, that no, was something that else? Was later. Okay. I'll get to that. That was that was nuts. Um, <laughs> so so we winch him off. We get him back. We tie up the drive shaft. And he's like, you know, it's by this time, it's fairly late in the day. Um, you, you wouldn't think so, but um, it, it was like it seemed like it took a long time to get where you were going. So it, it was a long late time in the day. We were going. We're like, well, we could go back to Connor brought his welder and generator in the trailer, and we're like, we could go back to camp and weld it, but like, it's gonna kill the rest of our day. And he was like, I'll just ride with you guys. I've been here before, and then we'll weld it up tonight. And I was like, I'm like, okay, it's up to you, man. Like, we'll do whatever. Um, and so we did that. He just parked it so out like, of the way, and he just rode with somebody. Yeah, he just parked it on the side of the thing. There's enough space on the access road, and he just rode with me. Nice. Um, so then Connor made it through. Um, also no winching. Um, and then I went through no winching and I was like, that was, that was the obstacle for me. Like lower rock garden was my jam. I was like, this is great. Like I didn't even have to back up like more than two or three times to like realign. It was just like, I was in the zone. Like it was just perfectly like crawling over stuff and like, just like working its way up stuff. And it just felt really nice. That's awesome. Um, you can't beat it. That, when you just pick the perfect line and you just do it and like if someone took a video it's like damn he must have been here before that's nope. me every oh, time oh fuck Shut up, so Steve. and then like you get that slider on the rock and the truck rotates around it and like ah, it's such a good glorious feeling. so that was amazing so then we go to waterfall I don't know if it's aptly named on the map but it's kind of like the bears at Flat Nasty where it's just kind of a little play area um and it was nasty mud at the base um because it literally is like there's water coming down this waterfall so i like put tires on it and it starts to get like sketchy and slippery and i'm like ah, i'm gonna back down um so the next trail that we tried was rail bed this is all kind of in the same area um and that one was nuts too that one was less rocky and more of a hill climby thing kind of like moonlight oh yeah but less of the chert and more <laughs> just mud just mud you want any rock bottom uh, to get you through there wasn't a whole lot of rock bottom, but there was, it was, it was hard dirt bottom, but it was pretty steep. And then there were like very smooth boulders right in the middle of the rut that you had to like bounce over kind of. Ooh. Yeah. 
and um it i was i was in front of connor and so there's nobody for me to winch to and the trees were pretty far like it would have needed like my 30 foot strap plus probably connor's 30 foot strap to winch up it and i was like before we resort to that let's let the the old five three sing a little bit and i was able to bounce it up i didn't really like it <laughs> i was like it's gonna break it's gonna break it didn't break so um so that was cool so they um, followed they, suit huh i said they followed suit uh Connor came up and he was like, I don't want to, I have more mechanical sympathy. So he winched to the back of my truck. Okay. I believe. Um, then we did fish fossil, which I had heard good things about. Um, and that's the one I'm sure you saw the pictures of my truck doing the lightning McQueen thing. Oh yeah. Ka-chow. You're a ka-chow. 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 So we like, we're following these Toyota Truggies on 43s and this buggy on like 50 inch swampers and and I'm like I don't know about this trail but whatever and so like <laughs> this one guy goes up this like there's a giant boulder like probably six feet tall in the middle of the trail and there's like clearly tire marks of people like climbing up on it and like using the rock slider to rotate around this rock kind of like that one trail at Windrock that we did and I was like that looks super cool. So I'm like, I'm going to commit to this and like go up high on the thing because I feel like the higher you go up, the better. And it started to go and it started to pull the truck up. And then like the front wheel just goes ding, and like turns way more than it's supposed to. And I stop having steering on that tire. And I'm like, oh, God damn no. it. And the tie rod end broke like where the threads meet the, the casting. Wow. No, not the not the ball part of it. Like the part that goes into the tie rod. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't have a spare with me. Also, before this trip, I was aligning the truck and I noticed that the threads on the tie rod end bung were gone. Like oh. the jam nut had loosened, but it was kind of rusted in place. So I thought it was tight. You know, it wasn't just like loose spinning. Yeah. It just had loosened enough. And so it had just been rattling around in there and it just wore out the threads on the inside of the tie rod. You know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. And so I, I welded the tie rod end into the tie rod and then and then drove down to Wind or to, to Harlan. But it didn't break in my fix, it just broke elsewhere. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean that's good. I mean at least it was, you know, able to be fixed and drivable off the trail. Well Did you weld it right then I, and there on the trail? So the reason that I couldn't just fix it then there on the trail is because the the tie rod was welded into the tie rod end was welded into the tie rod. So I couldn't just like unthread it and put in a new tie rod end. You know what I mean? Oh fuck. So yeah, this was my first time using my dual battery welder setup and it fucking worked. It was great. I'm so happy with it. Um, just did some stick welding there on the trail after I like hooked up the leads to the batteries and Connor's cutting some angle iron that I always bring with me just for situations like this. And, and I'm welding the tie rod in together, and then we're welding angle iron on because I'm like, if I weld this tie rod in, it's going to break immediately, you know, because yep. it's hardened cast steel. And oh, for sure. So we like welded the the angle iron like onto the tie rod, and then around the the tie rod end to like, capture it fully. So then we got off the trail, we went back the way we came because apparently it gets harder as you go on. Um, and yeah, then we're like, well, it's starting to get dark. We better go back to camp, obviously. 
well, you have, like yeah, this, you have one rig broken. that's like kind of half cobbled together, and then Connor, like, what if something goes wrong? And yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. So we're like, let's go back. We'll spend time fixing Derek's truck. We'll fix Groey's truck. We'll eat dinner. We'll drink beer. And we did all that stuff. Um, it was a pain in the ass to like undo all of the shit that I did to, for the trail fix. Somebody brought an angle grinder, hopefully. Oh, brought an angle grinder, sawzall. Oh, yeah, all the uh, fixings. Drill. Used all of these tools. <laughs> um, I'm sure the campground loved us, but whatever. Oh, yeah, um, you're doing this at night when everybody's on. asleep? No, no, no. It was like, we got back to camp and it was like 4.30. Oh, you know, no. It's still not quite set yet, but it was starting to get dark. Um, so Connor's making dinner. Growy and I are hammering and grinding and welding. I think we finished my truck up at like 7.30, pausing for dinner for a little bit. Okay. And then his was quick. Like His was basically like, clean up the thing, put the two parts together and run like three passes around it, you know? Perfect. So, yeah, so that was good. Um, I will be right back. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Steve after pee. <laughs> <laughs> always. Mike, Mike always, I always have to pause to pee. Can't help it. I drink a lot of beer. I'm going to pee. I can, I, can, I can monologue. I can monologue. Yeah, you're telling <laughs> a story about your weekend. Yep. Um. So, yeah. Connor made dinner. He's a dope cook. Um, we had the most sweet tacos I think ever. So oh, thanks, no, Connor. No. They were the best ever. They're the best camping tacos I've ever had oh, for sure. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, I mean I go to Mexico a lot for work, so I don't know if I could say this. <laughs> that exactly. would be a lie. No, he had like fresh jalapenos that he chopped up, and like peppers and Ooh. onions. It was good. It was, we were eating nice. Yeah. So. And then his trailer setup is clutch. I mean, like, I was, like, totally prepared to sleep in my truck with the engine running because it was going to be in, like, the mid-20s at night. Uh-huh. And he had, like, a futon and, like, his sleeping area is over the, the gooseneck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Part of the race trailer. So it was a pretty sweet trip. And Crowley was like, I am yeah. definitely sleeping in my truck. He's like, I like sleeping in my truck at moonlight. So he did. He slept in his tow rig, though. That's surprising because he's a tall guy. He's a tall guy. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I like sleeping upright. I don't know what it is. Oh, he's like, he slept sitting there. He's lean the, lean the seat back. Yeah, slept, yeah, yeah. Slept on the passenger side. I think he slept on the driver's side, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever as works long for as you, man. Comfy, man. It's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. If your back doesn't hurt in the morning, it's all you need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like when we went to Moonlight, it was pouring down rain. Everybody can go back and listen to that episode if they want to. And both Growy yeah. and I slept in our trucks, and Mike slept in his topper. And. I slept across the yep. 40, 20, 40 bench seat and I woke up with the worst back pain I've ever had. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like, you know, they're bucket uh-huh. seats and then it goes up and then it goes back down. And mm-hmm. like, I thought I had the pillows in the right spot, but I did not. You did not. So actually, for this trip, just in case, like, Connor, you know, I don't know, like, blew up his tow rig or something, I was like, I better bring like something to sleep across the seats in. So I bought like yeah. a an air mattress designed for the back seat of a car. And oh, so it okay. like fits across the front seat pretty well. And yeah, I would have used that. Um, I tested it at home and it felt pretty damn comfortable. So, but Connor's setup was better. Just need to get some foam and like carve the foam. So it fits that seat perfectly. You know, get good, like a, yeah. get like a two inch thick foam mat and then carve out the center of it a little bit. So it takes that hump out and then lay like a yoga mat or something over top of that to really give it level. Yeah. I know. Putting a, good. Putting I would a hate to have to be all scrunched up though. Because you can't I, lay nope. flat out. I can. Well, you can. Short guy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all you all you guys talking shit about short people? Nah, it's fine. 
literally in yep. my truck, if I slept, if I slept with my head up close to the passenger door, not even like touching it, but close to it with a pillow, you know, um, and I could put my feet straight out and have them resting like where the, uh, where the door lock and window the armrest is yeah. above the no, armrest no in front of the armrest oh really yeah not yeah. even on top oh, of the armrest i could go on top of the armrest but like if i go in front of the armrest then i'm level with the seat and i'm straight out it was just like my feet nice. were for like maybe four or five inches it was nice i was stretched out like just fully extended and just comfy i actually did not mind the second day sleeping at moonlight it was perfectly fine in yes. your truck scrawled out across the front seats yep fired the truck up one time and no, I don't even know if I fired up one time. No, the last the second day, day was warm. This yeah, yeah, the second day was warm. The first night it was like it got chilly. Fifteen quick. degree difference. Like it was beautiful during the day, but it was a clear sky. So yeah, it like that heat was like goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first night was like thirty, and the second night was like forty five. I'm gonna tell you right now, Kenny Chesney's a lion motherfucker. What do you say? It what do you say not to you? Get hotter when the sun goes down. <laughs> oh, he lied. Yes. He lied. Don't listen to Kenny Chesney, guys. Fact. He lied to you. Right. He's a liar. Perpetual liar. Keep singing that song. <laughs> keep lying. He just sings. <laughs> he just sings songs of girls. Steve, like does your, yeah. Does your back seat fold flat forward? Nope. Like a Dubai style? Nope. Doesn't, doesn't move yeah. at all. It reclines backwards slightly. Mm-hmm. I could sleep in the back seat, the, but I think I said, I think I had the car seat back there still. Well, that'd be inconvenient. Yeah. I think I did. I don't remember if I took it out. Put a down kink in your neck trying to lay on that thing. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> and your like armpit and your the everything. Front, the your front wasn't body. bad. The nice thing about the front seat is like when I lay down on the front seat, I had the phone and the charger right underneath the radio, and then mm-hmm. I, had, I took out all my I took all my stuff out of my pockets and stuff and put it in my little cubby up there, and like had full control of the radio. The key was right there. If I need to fire it up, I just lean forward and just fire the truck up. Had all my dials for my heat controls, my climate controls. It was like actually not bad. That is a nice sleeping about. That is a nice thing about sleeping in the front is that you got all your controls right there and yeah. you can just click it on, turn, yep. crank up the heat, turn it off. It's good. Just I, get a topper. I fired it up. No, you were. I chilly. had one of those. Just saying, sleeping back there is amazing. You were Unless chilly. This is amazing. I was no, I was just fine. <laughs> the first night you said you were chilly. I mean, I was a little chilly. Yeah. Maybe if I had a heated blanket. Heated blanket, like a twelve nice. volt heated blanket. Yeah, you could do that. Been super slick. That one time we oh, were at might what, kill your battery though. It might. What, when we uh, were at what was it? S'more when they had, we were at the power site. And I just ran a heater, like an electric heater, in my topper. Yes, it was oh, in there. I just hung, I zip tied it to like one what of those I, vent windows. What amazing. I want, and I need to design it. I'm, it's, I'm sure it's easy to do these days with like an Arduino or Raspberry Pi, any of those modules. Is I want to build a little set up to where when the battery when the battery voltage goes below like 10.7 volts or something like that yeah. that it fires the vehicle up and runs it for 15 minutes and then shuts it back down like i'd that'd be cool i imagine that would be pretty easy to program it'd probably wake you up every time anyway though that'd be fine but know, if you saying. were sleeping in the topper and you had electric blanket that's true it'd wake you that'd up but nice. you're like oh yeah okay battery yeah, yellow no big deal and like if you had a if you had like a, a refrigerator in your tow in your, like your rig, yep, and had it parked at home or whatever. You forgot to take it out or whatever you did. You know, it just fires up. No big deal. Battery's never dead because it charges itself. The only mm-hmm. downside is if you you would have to somehow figure out how to program it to also know when it gets below a quarter tank of fuel. 
<laughs> All right, because it just you would have to tie it. Keeps in turning the, your ignition on, then it just kills your battery. If you left it sitting for like six months and you had a draw, <laughs> <laughs> you'd come back. Yeah, it just keeps trying to start. It would destroy that battery. You'd need a new battery for sure. It would. Yeah, you'd have to have. There'd have to be some parameters set up, like a like an auto start where it only cranks for so long and then stops and then tries again. Yeah, you know there'd have to be some parameters set up for it, but still, I'm sure they can be easily programmed. Yeah, you wouldn't need to have it uh, measure the fuel level. You could have it do like what you just said, where it does. It tries, it cranks for like 10 seconds. If the battery yeah. voltage doesn't jump up, it waits like 30 seconds, tries again. And then after three or four times, it gives up. You know, right. it's like, well, your battery's dead. <laughs> yeah, your battery's dead. Or, <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like now, if it doesn't know when your fuel gets low, then not only do you come back to a dead battery, you also come back to a dead battery and no fuel. <laughs> <laughs> great combination of things it ran yeah, of, you'd be completely you'd yeah. be completely out of gas but at least your batteries wouldn't be it rained it rained you out of fuel and then your draw whatever the draw was on the battery also killed the battery <laughs> the yeah. thing is with yeah. enough draw it won't just it won't just kill the battery it'll literally kill the battery it will dead yeah. short the battery to where there's nothing you can do it's done yes you could yeah, also so. have the arduino okay. just shut off like well oh when it gets below a certain voltage i don't know See, the thing is, is like your fuel gauge yeah. runs off of ohms anyway, so it's not that hard. I'm pretty sure the Arduino can That's be true. programmed for ohm, to read ohms. So, yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's something I've always wanted. I've always wanted that because, like, I'll leave my rig sit for, you know, four or five weeks and come back like, oh, man, the battery's dead. Battery tender, bro. Not when it's sitting out back, like, in the field. It's fine. Just run a 100-foot extension cord out there. <laughs> you're, probably, you're right. Just I mean, saying. You That's yeah. what I would do. You definitely could. Yeah, you should. I found the thing for your bumper last week. Did I show it to you? My bumper. What yeah, the bumper? plug-in, the plug-in for your bumper that goes oh, to it. Oh yeah. Noco makes one. Oh yeah. They make one that like for the for the bumper or it's like it's cool. a it's a socket that you can cut a hole in whatever vehicle you want and put that in there. I, I was like trying to show it to you last week and then we didn't uh I didn't get an opportunity to. We done got distracted. Si senor. It happens. You All think? the time. You think? Are you sure? We were talking about Derek doing something, I already forgot what it was, and then we stopped and I came back <laughs> and now we're talking about battery tenders, so Clearly, like there's. Wheeling. Oh yeah, four wheeling. That's what you were doing. Kentucky wheeling. Continue, or do we want to talk about this thing? Uh, that I'm gonna show him. Steve's got to at least show, bring up this. I'm gonna show him the Noco thing. Oh, okay. It's show not even bad. Super slick. Yeah. yeah, I like it. You can't see it. Oh yeah, I can see that. Okay. It's like a nice little socket plug into your bumper drill hole. So, yep. so with that, you leave the battery tender mounted in the vehicle, mm-hmm. and then you just literally plug an extension cord into the bumper. Simple. Yeah. 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 So you leave the so tender, simple. You would leave. You would run the the one ten side of the cord yeah for exactly the plug to up, yep. the tender and the tender, tender stays in solid the vehicle. mounted. Yep. yep. And it's con- it's permanently attached to the yeah. Why not to the battery? Yeah. Then you just walk you back the truck in the shop. Open the little plug socket. Plug your extension cord in and simple as can be. Way cleaner than getting the so thing clean. and plugging it in, setting it on the bumper and popping the hood and then hooking up the leads. And yep. Like, yep. So clean. It would be. Yes. I like it. Get to work. I might. Okay. Okay. Twenty bucks. Send me the link. It's twenty dollars. Send me the link so I remember it. Send Otherwise, me. I'll just forget. Yes. So Derek, day one, everyone broke except for Connor because Toyota's rule. That's pretty much what I got <laughs> from it. And um, what podcast is this now? <laughs> uh, you've been listening <laughs> to too much snail, snail trail. trail. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the Toyota Toyota's didn't break rule. for whatever reason. Hey, Derek said Toyota's rule, not me. Okay. Well, he inadvertently <laughs> said it. Yes. He said, "Well, I broke my Chevy pick 'em up truck, and then girl, you broke a Chevy pick 'em up truck, and then the Toyota was fine, and the Toyota towed us all home. 
And the day one, the Toyota was fine. We hooked the Toyota <laughs> to both trucks, and the Toyota drug both of us back to camp. <laughs> That's basically what I heard. You know what? I fixed my shit with my own batteries, so... I'm just it? giving you hell. All right, what let's hear that? about day I know, two. I know, I know. What would that be like? Like 15,000 pounds? Yeah, 15,000 pounds oh behind a Toyota. But, <laughs> but when you have... weighs like 5,000 pounds. But when you have 5,000 to one low... Yeah, 5,000 to one low probably helps, right? Yeah. Connor? Yeah. Then it, makes, then it makes then it makes fifteen thousand pounds, not fifteen thousand pounds. Exactly, three, three pounds, three pounds. Yeah, and it just drives I away. Think he said he has like a hundred and something to one low. Oh, okay, that's not that high. Are you sure it's, it's a Toyota? Yeah, I've seen a Ranger. Only two cases. He have three cases. I've seen a Rangers with more low than that. <laughs> What's Bray's lowest low? One twenty. One twenty. I think so. No, but he's also a manual. Little- Something one five huh? or something. Oh, like I that. thought it was one twenty something. Either way, hundred to one is pretty low. No, oh, that's way better you than need my. To, with, with a manual, you need it though. You need to be able to like start that thing and have the wheels turn. Mm, Basically, slowly. yeah. It's convenient. So, it's convenient for sure. Anyway, so day two, D- we oh, we're immediately on two. went back. We're on day two, yeah. They, they everyone broke everything, and then they went back to camp and drank <laughs> beer and ate the we best tacos it. ever and fixed yeah. it. And we immediately went back to the place that Groy broke, and he conquered it. What do you Good mean? Good job, Crowy. Nice. He did it. Oh, he d- what, what? Broken? Oh, no. No, this is day no, two. First thing, went back to the spot, did the thing. Yeah. Did so, the like, thing. if we're going to break, we're going to break now so we can go home. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, remember <laughs> yesterday when I broke my shit here? Let's try it again. <laughs> I mean, it was, we looked at the weld and it was a single pass. It didn't get great penetration. So, we did, I think he did like a three pass weld. Wow. We're like, that's going to hold. And it so, did. And it did. So that was good. Um, so then we went back to Fish Fossil where I broke. Um, and I so did the you same could line. get your your redemption. You got my redemption as well. And nice. then that that trail had like the the end of it had like a slick four wheel. Uh, not four wheel. It had a slick climb that like you needed some chutzpah or whatever, some skinny chutzpah, pedal to get up. I think it's the yeah, right chutzpah. word. And Connor was fighting it and fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. He didn't have enough of the, the hamsters to to get up it. He forgot to take it out of 105 to 1. Uh, we tried We tried that. We tried 105 to 1 with second gear. We had tried not 105 to 1 and just couldn't get enough wheel speed. Damn. Um, so he winched up. Once he got past that first hump, he was fine to go up the rest of the way, I think. So, so then Growy was next. And... There's, you know, it's a kind of an off camber thing with like a mud wall along the side of it with stuff sticking out of it. You're very familiar. Oh, yeah. Um, and he he tra- he got kind of hung up on his first go at where Connor kept getting stuck. And he was like, all right, I'm just going to give it the beans, all of the beans, all of them. And he gave it all the beans and he got over that hump. And then the truck goes wham into the. Like the door, the mirror gone, the door, like a pillar, completely oh crushed. The so, like the door doesn't like close and seal properly anymore. Oh no! And the windshield got cracked. So that was a bummer. That is Ouch. always a bummer when the windshield gets cracked. Thank yeah, God he didn't have to drive a home like, like that. He's got the line. He's got the line, and then like the left rear tire like hooked him and like slammed oh, and the whole shifts truck the whole thing. It. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh God. So then he got out, he was like, he's got such a good attitude because I'm like, oh shit. He's like, oh my, I'm like, your window is also cracked. He's like, 
feeling it, you know, around the thing. And he's like, yeah, well, nothing to cry about now. And he's like, I continued up the trail. I was like, I guess good attitude. Um, <laughs> it's full trail rig now. It was partial trail rig. Now it's 100% trail rig. I guess I need to go back because on the lower rock garden, I can't remember if it was day one or day two, but like same thing where it like hooked a tire and like smashed his whole front end into a rock. Oh, wow. And his bumper took most of the grunt, but like it still like smashed the parking line, dented the fender a little bit. And I'm like, God damn, if that had been my truck, it would have just completely taken out the whole like headlight buckets and like the bumper would have been into the because th- Grow's got that huge like quarter inch thick bumper or 316s yeah. or whatever it is. But anyway, so he smashed a mirror, bent the door frame, cracked the windshield. And so I'm like, uh, don't do that. <laughs> same New truck plan. Same with basically. Basically, yeah. So I'm like, I get I bump it past the first thing, but I don't continue. And then I like turn and like crab walk. Like my front left tire is in the right rut and my back left tire is in the left rut. So I'm just kind of like going up sideways, you know, past this thing to keep the cab away from that rock that was sticking out. And that worked. So I felt a little bad because I was like, we could have had Grody do the same thing, probably. But he was giving it all the beans. He gave it all the beans, man. Sometimes and then you do. Had to give it the beans to get up the rest of the trail. Damn. But, uh, that's how it goes sometimes when yeah. you get a little rowdy. But Fish, Fo- Fish Fossil was really cool. A lot of big boulders, not super difficult. And then the, like that, you know, climb at the end of it. Because it, it, Fish Fossil goes through like a proper creek. I mean, all you want on a trail that's difficult is you want it to be as hard as possible and not have to winch up. Yeah. Like if you can find the line and you get up and you're just and you don't break, obviously, like if it's so hard that it's like next to impossible and you have to like literally give it all the beans just to get up. That's not fun either because you're like, well, I'm just trying to I'm like on the edge of breaking my shit. Right. I want something I can crawl. That's difficult. That's what I want. It's not what everybody wants. That's what everybody wants. So then I was like, let's go to Middle Rock Garden. That sounds like there'll be a ton of crawling stuff. Yeah. And there was. Good. Um, up a up a pretty steep thing, too. Like, so Lower Rock Garden, it's up a slight hill, but like not too crazy. Middle Rock Garden's on the side of the mountain. Like the rocks are there. And you're like, oh my God, this is steep. Like, so small rocks now become very difficult to climb up because you're fighting gravity. Oh yeah. Um, so it wasn't that so, it was just the steepness of it is what made it so difficult, not necessarily well, the size first of the rocks. I accidentally started on Bruiser, which is like the hardest rated trail they have, and I'm like, fuck, this is a four out of five. This seems like a six out of five. That doesn't seem like something you would do. Well, it does seem like something <laughs> I would do. So I did it. <laughs> and then I couldn't go very far. And then Connor's like, I don't think we're on Middle Rock Garden. I think we're on Bruiser. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Let's go to Middle Rock Garden because I don't think I'm gonna make it up this. Um, and so then we go up Middle Rock Garden and I make it it's it's not quite as many rocks like there's more dirt and mud in between the rocks um tons of rocks don't get me wrong it is a rock garden but there's it's not like rock 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 it's like rock then tire sized with the mud and then rocks so the rocks oh, are all boo. covered in mud so like Patagonia's would have ran away screaming at this at this rock garden cause Oh you wouldn't have even shit. made it to the rock garden on Patty's though so well, that's probably true. <laughs> um, Apparently, that's debatable. Uh, you can debate all you want, but I've seen how patties work. They don't Mike's, not, Mike's not going to agree yeah. with you. Um, so anyway, we go up the rock garden, and then the boulders start to get progressively bigger and like spaced very badly for my truck. And I, I was like, well, I can't do, I can't get past this. And we tried like six different lines, and we probably worked at it for like 20 minutes. And I was like, ah, I'm throwing in the towel. As I'm trying to back down, I hit the brakes and the pedal goes to the floor. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, no, no. 
but I'm like this the whole time. And so I'm like, well, now we have to winch up because like, I'm not backing down this without brakes, obviously. Um, and you, you didn't know what was so, wrong yet though. Huh? You didn't know what was wrong yet. Didn't know what was wrong yet. Okay. So we winch up, drag it over everything. Like drive shafts holding the axle oh, at one point. And like, yeah. But I, I mean, I wasn't too concerned cause it's got that thick wall drive shaft. It's true. Um, Warren 12k pulled my 8,000 pound truck up. Like, I don't know, a hundred feet over these huge rocks. It was pretty good. Nice. Um, get up to the top. Brakes are working all of a sudden. So we get out and we look and like, there's a uh-huh. little bit of brake fluid on the master cylinder or like on the booster. I'm like, is the master cylinder leaking or did it like burp a bunch of air and like overflow the top or something? We don't know. Hmm. Um, sprayed off with brake clean, drove very carefully uh, the rest of the way and the brakes were fine the whole time. So I'm like, maybe there was an air bubble in it from being on a crazy angle. I don't know. I mean, that yeah. would be very unusual, but yeah. What else? It was very strange. I, just, I can't imagine. Cause it doesn't have the ABS module anymore, right? It does. So oh, it I'm thinking that's where the, if there is an air bubble, it's in there. Or one I don't, huh. Does the ABS model have something like that's incline related or? I don't, know. I don't think so. I never used to do this. I've been on steeper trails than this, but yeah, this is the say. first time I just replaced all of the brake lines. So there could actually be. Oh, ABS I got you. Yeah. It burped a bubble so, back to the top because it was the angle. It's fucking weird. Yeah. So we worked, then we worked our way to the white trail crawl, which is towards the overlook. And, you know, we took like class two trails there, which are like access roads basically. Um, and that was an awesome trail. And that's where Growy got into that weird position with like both, driver's side tires like two to four feet in the air so hold on you just said uh, a class two trail is basically a fire road why was he so tw- no, 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 twisted no. White up trail, right it? trail calls a four okay but oh. it was like on the other side of the park towards the overlook sorry that wasn't very clear got it i'm just like so you're on a fire road and he's so twisted up that his shit is like no no exit stage axle this isn't this isn't moonlight mike a green trail is not a <laughs> red trail All right, so anyway what was so, the deal? What happened? I, I still don't really thing. know. It's another what one of those things with a rock in the middle, and you kind of rotate your truck around. And I'm not actually sure exactly what happened, um, but he got to where his front driver tire was in the air. The frame was on that big rock that's in the middle that you should rotate around. And we're like, okay, let's winch him, right? And so um, I get in my truck because I'm ahead of him, and he's winching to my bumper because there's not a whole lot else to winch to. There's some trees, but they're not huge so we're like let's just winch to the bumper and i look back and like Grody's truck just gets more and more and more and more and more and more sideways as he's winching and i'm like god damn like connor's like spotting him and like he sees everything that's going on and i was probably holding the brakes for like 15 minutes or so like while they connor was like stacking rocks and like they're trying to avoid like KOing his drive shaft i mean full weight of the truck on the anorep bar and right side frame and they got him off um and i think he actually redid the obstacle after that and it was fine so <laughs> so that that his front axle being that twisted up was not actually there was no failure like nothing actually broke at that point it was just the most twisted up it like ever been basically yeah it was just crazy twisted up and like the whole truck was leaning like at a 40 degree angle or something oh my like god that. yeah it was pretty crazy it's hard to tell from the pictures it just looked like yeah. that front axle is like hanging out of it like you're like does something separate like why does it look like that that's just crazy super flexed all the so flexed. then connor tried apparently at the end of the trail there a, a giant boulder fell off of the side into the middle of the trail basically turning it into like a class five or six out of 
five trail. And you could tell that they were like, well, shit, like this is no longer class four. So they cut a new trail up the thing to exit early, which is what Groey and I did. Cause Connor tried at this for like 30 minutes to get past it. And he was, he was all twisted up. We were stacking rocks. And again, even winching was like <laughs> dragging his Just shit. Dragging, over all these yeah. Tables. You don't want to drag your chassis. Yeah, and his power steering pump had basically given out by this point. So, so he was um, muscling everything. Not, Toyotas are not uh, invincible. Invincible, thank you. <laughs> Apparently um, not. So then, but the reason why we picked that trail is because we knew it was kind of long. We knew it was a nice, you know, nice sized boulders the whole way up. Good crawl, good flex. You know, it just felt really nice. Good trail to end on. And then it goes towards this overlook where you can like see everything in the valley and it was awesome like the sun was starting to set um and i'll have to send you guys the pictures but it please do put them on the trailer oh, so, page yes, too. like it was that. epic and i was like this is the type of place you know i like wheeling and then having like that view kind of like washita when we went there that one time yep that was cool um and there's even some little like rocky hill climbs right at the edge there too so it was pretty neat it's always nice and we to- drove down it's nice oh, to enjoy. Actually, so views. then my brakes did the thing one more time, climbing up these rocky hill t- climbs towards the top, and I don't know. Once it leveled out, it was fine. So, hmm. sorry, I spoke over you, Mike. It's fine, Derek. Whatever. Normal. Totally, totally <laughs> good. Totally, Derek. Totally, Derek. Maximum, Derek. Max, maximum, Derek. <laughs> uh, I was just saying that it is so nice to be able to see a view like that in off road park because. I probably said it before and I'm going to keep on saying it no matter how much you try to enjoy the scenery. I, as a driver, am always too focused on what's happening to enjoy my surroundings. I mean, not to say I'm not enjoying the wheeling, but I'm saying I never enjoy like the nature. You know, if you go hiking, you just enjoy nature. But like if you're wheeling, you're yep. like, so focused on like the trail ahead that you don't take the time to look like, look at all these fall colors or like, look at this beautiful overlook or like just you just don't see it. I don't. Yep. Yep. So I'm glad you guys got to enjoy it. Yeah, and it's nice when you can actually stop at an overlook and take the time to enjoy it. Because like we're driving up the hill, and I'm like, I'm like glancing over every once in a while, also trying not to drive off the edge. I'm nope. like, wow, this the views are good, but there's trees in the way, and then you get to the overlook and they're gone. You're like, oh, so good. Damn. So then we went like 1,500 feet of elevation down back to camp, and it was like 35, 40 minutes via the access roads and the class two trails. Um, and then <laughs> on the way down, Groey's anti-rep bar just like fell off. What the fuck? Like, fell so off. because remember I said all the way to the truck was on the anti-rep bar on that crazy obstacle. Did the welds fail? Yeah, the welds. I think he probably cracked. Connor was like, there was a really loud snap and we didn't know what broke and it still had four wheel drive and all this stuff. And so we were just like, well, we'll just keep winching it off, you know? And so I think at least one or most of the welds broke on the axle. And then just from all the vibration and going up and down the, the long drive, it probably just worked its way loose and just was like, thunk. And so it was just connected at the frame side. So you just unbolted it and threw it in the tow rig when we got back to camp. <laughs> but uh, good time for that to break. I mean, at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. End of the day on your second so, day at that. Yeah, exactly. So that was really the only breakage aside from Connor's uh, steering pump getting really angry. But not so angry that he couldn't drive it. Yeah, I mean, he was able to drive back, but he was like, I don't really want to do another hard trail. I'm like, we could go do this one on the way back. And like, but I, that was before Groey's anti-rep bar fell off. And they were like, <laughs> nah, let's let's skip it. Groey's just losing parts left and right. 
<laughs> Sounds like he needs a better welder. Uh, I mean, you yeah. said it. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And I don't know if I mean like a better welder or a better welder. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> no, he said that he used some like specialized rod for welding cast on the on the anti rep bar like that he got from work and I was like, dude, I just used regular MIG wire and like just burned it hot and like I, I think I like peened mine with a hammer, you know, afterwards just to like relieve the stress, but that was it. How does that work? I didn't do anything crazy. Uh I should have we should have Bray on we should have Bray on to talk about explain that. Explain that. Well that'd be Same. nice, wouldn't it? Well, I think we discussed that before uh before COVID happened. Yeah. About having Bray on. And then that happened and he yeah. was like, you know, just the world shut down for a little bit. Yeah. And well, now then, you've got this remote technology. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah, can talk we to can. you. We can talk to anyone. I wonder what Bray has yeah. for audio over there. I bet he's I'm sure we decent. can get him. He's probably had an online meeting something. before. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. He, I know he's got. Well, I don't know he's got. I'm assuming he uses Teams for work because he works from home from time to time too. We uh. So I sent a picture of you on the screen to the Patreon chat, and then I got a um, text message from Kyle Mang, and he's like, "Why don't you guys use Discord?" And I was like, "Well, that's a valid question, now, isn't it?" I don't know why don't we know. don't use Discord. That's I mean, I know concept. I've used yeah, like, it with good success. I don't think Discord does video. Yeah, yeah they definitely do. Definitely does. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Let's try Discord then. We can try it next time. Yeah. So before we get off the, the subject entirely, I I talked a little shit about Growy and his welder and or his welding. <laughs> I just have to say that last time I was wheeling, I broke one of the welds on my driver's side slider. You did. And uh, I just hit something super hard and it, it broke a weld on the where it like went to the fish plate on the frame. And uh, I couldn't open the driver's door like I could, but I had to force the driver's door past the slider. Mm-hmm. And just the other day, I had Patty hang on to like a 14-foot piece of steel <laughs> that I, had, I like shoved it in the slider. I was like, this give you enough leverage to literally pull the whole truck down? And it did. Like Patty, Patty's little tiny ass was able to pull the entire suspension of the truck down and wow. force that slider back onto the weld. And I just cleaned it up and just re-welded it while she was holding it. And now it's fine. Leverage. That's Leverage. Funny. I've done the same thing. <laughs> I, had, I had the same thing happen. One of the welds broke on one of the. Ian welded this like nine years ago, and it finally broke. It came down on it hard, and I took like a long pry bar and I ratchet strapped it to the house. Oh my god, to the house! And like, to, <laughs> Could, to, like couldn't get to, Emily like, out a, there to take care of it. Couldn't get Emily out there. She's ratchet strapped it to the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I just I welded it, and then I popped the ratchet strap off, and it was yep. good. What's funny is I actually tried the ratchet strap trip before trick before I had Patty come out there. I had Ian's engine hoist and I was like, mm. well, this isn't that much force. I'll just ratchet strap it to the engine hoist. And I was looking at it. I was like, this is going to fail. And as I said it, the ratchet strap like just like blew apart and just like shot the rod up in the air and it fell next to me. And I was just like, oh, that didn't work at all. That did not work. <laughs> That's funny. So I was like, Patty, come hold this. You're more reliable than a ratchet strap. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. You just didn't. Why didn't you just ratchet strap it down to the 91? Oh, good idea. <laughs> oh, God, if that ratchet strap broke. Exactly. Oh, the paint. The paint. Mo- the front end's missing. It's fine. That's true. There is no front end on uh, it. I actually thought about it. it. Hook it to a frame horn. It's fine. It, it crossed my mind. <laughs> but it did. It was the ratchet strap. That was like the way I had it hooked up. I was like, this doesn't seem great. And it mm. wasn't. It wasn't Indeed. great. Indeed. I don't yeah. know how you had it hooked up. You just didn't have it looped over the bar? I just had it like hooked into the pipe and then I had it oh, looped around the engine hoist. I got you. 
Yeah. I would have like I would have looped it around the bar, around the pipe. That would have been a better idea. And then if you needed to be like weld a washer to the end of the pipe so the ratchet strap can't slide can't off move. it. Yep. yep. Should have done mm, that. Smart. It could have worked, but Patty was a fine uh, yeah. second. She got hand. it done. It's yeah. done. I can open and close the door now, so it's at least good-ish. Nice. You're doing better than me. I still don't have my sliders put on. I need to get that done. Well, before it goes to Bray. Winter winter is basically here now. So. Winter is here, but that's the problem. Like, why don't I, you just why don't you just have Bray do the sliders and the roll cage all at once? He said he wouldn't do it. He was wasn't like, no. Interested. Oh. So I don't know if I can. He's like, he's like, mine, don't you sheet metal ass? That's probably part oh, of the problem. Oh, because it's going to be part of the body. Part of the body. It. It's going to be part of the body. It's going to be annoying. What really needs to happen, yeah, and the problem is, is I don't blame I, him one bit. The, what really needs to happen is the problem is I have to take the entire Jeep apart to do it. But what needs to happen is I need to uh, put the front end on big jack stands, unbolt the suspension, take the front axle, like let the long arm down, support the transmission, drop the cross member, and then clean the frame and put the stiffeners on. The mid the mid stiffeners, I need to put them on and then put the sliders in and hook then tie them into the stiffeners. It's a good idea. Yes. That's what that's what needs to happen. But here I am. Okay. Here not you are. That. Here I are not doing that. Just just do it. Because yeah, I don't you have, have a garage now, right? No. Oh, you can't do it in the garage? No. Oh. Steve, just more research, less sawzall. Wait, not Wait, only do you have a garage. Yes. Huh? <laughs> Couldn't you do it here? Couldn't you park it like where the KJ is? I could. Because then it could sit there and wouldn't be bring, in the way. And bring the welder up. Yeah. Where's Where's the KJ going to go? I don't know. That'd, that'd be the issue. What is the shop not long enough that you could stick it in the corner and still pull a semi in? I could. I just put put it in the corner and put a tarp over it. Done. <laughs> well, I'm saying, and then you can work on it. Yeah. And then you're in a well lit, yeah. heated shop, uh, and it's the, not in anybody's way. Yeah, the garage where the Jeep would be would not be well lit. Or you mean put put my Jeep in the corner? Either, yeah, either Jeep mm. and any you you have this huge. We're sitting in a gigantic Giant building room. right now. Yes, you rent. You have tons and tons and tons of space. Just do it here. So I know dusty. that you want to do it at home, but like so dusty. That's Jess's space. Yes, and it's so dusty here. Okay, then just put the, the XJ in there. It's fine. It's, matter it's, it's an off-road rig. You can get dusty. Well, I can put the tarp over the KJ and put it in the shop. But, like, I don't know. I don't either know. way. Either way. You we'll have options out. is what I, I'm saying. I do have options. I just neglect to use them. You could <laughs> even pull it in and, like, you, you're done polishing for the day. Just work on it for, like, a half an hour and then stop. And just Sometimes it's easier just to complain about things. I like that. That sounds good. Okay, then don't, <laughs> don't do Excuse sliders. Me. You don't need sliders. Excuse me while I make excuses. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. You did it. Because really all I need is a grinder and a welder. Yeah, I know. I've Pretty Everything much. I've ever done ever to fabricate is like, with a grinder and a welder. Yeah. Oh, and a set of tools. I do need a set of tools. That would probably If help. only we had a tool sponsor like Gear Wrench, that'd be nice. Can we get SunX? Do you think we can get SunX we on board? Pitch, I love can, SunX tools. We can pitch it. I mean, Just we saying. Can, we can pitch it to them. Like, I don't actually use that many SunX tools, but the ones I do have, I love. they're like my favorite tools. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. I think I have like a Sunex torque wrench I bought in like 2002. I still use it to this day. <laughs> like I have Sunex like little like hex sockets, uh-huh. but they're super short, so they like, fit into like every spot. Man, who, I love Sunex. Who tools. owns Sunex? I don't know. Is it is Sunex a um, sister company? To I wish I knew one? more about Probably. Sunex. I just know that they're not. They're not like you know Matco and Snap on where they have like trucks running around trying to like squeeze every penny out of you but they're not like right. craftsmen where it's like 
clearly just made in China and like not that great quality anymore. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're their own company. Yeah, for over 40 years. I've just always liked SunX. What mm-hmm. can I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should try out some SunX tools. Uh, Dad's got SunX sockets at the shop, and I love them. They work great. I use SunX impact sockets professionally. He's got, he's got some nice wrenches from them as well. So, anyway. The only SunX socket I've ever replaced was because I lost it. Womp I womp. Really? SunX impact Is sockets. Is that 10 millimeter? It was a 14. I don't know what, how I lost it, but I had, I ordered a couple extras because I was worried that I would lose. Toyotas use 14 millimeter commonly. Oh yeah, we're we're eight be a Japanese thing. Eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, seventeen, twenty-one, twenty-two. That's 25. how the Mazda is. Yeah, I wonder like, why that is. It must be a Japanese thing. Some sizes like, you'll never see. You never see 13, 15. Never see 18. 18. Yeah, actually, 21 is even not that common, but you see them every now and then. Yeah, lug nuts are 21. That's true. The nuts, all the lug nuts are 21, yeah. Yeah, I have Toyota lug nuts on my Mazda. Do you now? Because I have Mitsubishi wheels. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, oh, of course <laughs> I bought Toyota lug nuts for my Mitsubishi wheels. I mean, I could buy Mitsubishi lug nuts, but the Toyota ones work, so why not buy the Toyota ones? Because anytime you can put Toyota parts on your non-Toyota, it's making it better. Correct. I know that's true. I have put as many Toyota parts on my Chevys as I can. It's very few. Love it. <laughs> But still better. Yeah, Connor was saying that the Toyota U-joints that he uses on his drive shafts are like the equivalent of like a pretty damn strong Spicer joint. I don't remember if it, if it was like a 1350 or 1330, but it was like a pretty decently sized one. And like, it's way smaller. You're saying that one. for the size, it's stronger because it's a Toyota branded U-joint or it's a Toyota replacement U-joint? I think it's a replacement U-joint, but so it must be that the design is good. Not just that Toyota. I can made believe it. that. I mean, every now and then ours get squeaky, but I don't think I've ever seen one completely fail. Like even on the ones that are like yeah. completely dry and like rusty, still never failed. Just yeah. got super rusty. And these are <laughs> like street driven rigs. Really? Yeah. You'll see them like the trunnions. Like there's almost nothing left of it, but it still did not break. Hmm. It's just falling apart. Wow. Just saying. I mean, like there's got to be something to be said for that, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Derek, Derek is pointing at his watch, going, I, mean, I gotta get off here and go to bed, boys. It's oh, kinda you, late. You don't it's like the podcast late. Late, like, late like we do? We don't like the podcast late either. Excuse <laughs> you. I got I got work at 6 30. Well, I gotta be ready to work at 6 30. Cool, bro. I'm at work. At work at Steve just stays here. He doesn't ever see his family. <laughs> he literally just he falls asleep in also that chair that, and wakes know, up like in the morning. Before I go to sleep too. Yeah, it'd be nice. At least a few minutes. Sweet. That ship has sailed for me. My wife is probably going to be asleep when I got home. So we'll let you guys decide, but we're pretty sure we already know. I think we're going to have Derek on full time going forward, at least most of most of the time, most of full time. It's going to be interesting the weeks that Ian's here yeah. for Pootcasters. We, we really no, we just don't have four. We just let them battle it out. Oh, right. One of you has to drive to the other one's house every other time. You, like, he drives to Chicago or you drive to Champagne. Yeah. And you guys Ian would fight. never come on the podcast. And you guys fight. Yeah. Okay, then you only drive to his house and you kick his ass okay. until you <laughs> win. And if he and if he kicks your ass back, then you don't get to podcast that In week. a thumb war. Just watch yeah. the dogs. The dog will help. Thumb war to the death. The dog will help to try to help Ian win. The dog will try to help. He'll bite you. Nugget will help Ian win. Quit squeaking your pen. I, I just do not to annoy you. Or beat you. I had, <laughs> I had my dogs at Ian's house that one time that Mang and I were. Yeah, oh, I there. remember that. That was intense. 
Yeah, that was a lot of dogs. Especially because one of my dogs is a little neurotic, and Nugget was a little much for her. <laughs> yeah, because she Nugget kept jumping over. Yes, my dog, and she was like, ah. That was funny. <laughs> Sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, uh-huh. Pretty accurate. She was like, "What is this dog doing? It's being wild." Yeah, she was uh, confused as hell. Next hell. week, I'm going to talk about the stuff that happened, and oh. I wrote it down, so it'll be great. Okay, I'm going to try to do things before next week. Good luck. Ooh, Steve, I'm going to write that down. Steve did stuff. Steve did stuff. Steve did. He's going to he's going to speak it into existence. I'll remind stuff. you because I'll say the stuff and you'll say, oh, yeah, I remember the stuff I, I did. did the stuff <laughs> that'll actually make me want to do stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, I need to talk about stuff. Yeah, you're going to talk about it. Oh, it's going to be episode I'm one. I'm going to reach two. out to SunX and they're going to send me a whole thing of tools to work on my Jeep. There you go. I'm going to tell them. Have- I'm going to double pitch it. I'm going to be like, hey, we got to offer a podcast and I'm Summershine. Yeah. And I need all Sunex tools for my videos in my to that work in my shop. They might be down. They might be. I don't know. I just like Sonex use, tools. Use I just all always, the, every time I've had them, I've always been impressed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Use all the leverage you have. Like a fourteen foot pipe to pull down a set yeah. of rock sliders. No, I mean like <laughs> literally when she let go, the whole truck's suspension unloaded. Like I was like yeah. I was like, God damn That's leverage awesome. is amazing. Science. Like a science, science. right? Science. The power of leverage. It's crazy. Sweet. It was crazy. It Kay. was. Let's wrap this thing up so we can all go home. Indeed. And you guys can go back to work. I'm sorry, but that's just how it has to be. It did take a while to get your this this setup set up before it did because I didn't so understand. Like at least an hour to figure out all these cables. Oh my gosh! I'll take a picture and post it. There to are the so many cables, and it's, some of them are too short, and that's really the main problem. That's the main problem. <laughs> the cables that are too short. Everything else would have been perfectly fine where it was at. I really need to get another mount for uh, the recorder and then get the amp remounted. I would love to spend some time in here trying to wire stuff this week. Sometime, I don't know. It's Thanksgiving, so that might be tough, but. We will yeah. see soon. Hopefully, we'll get this all squared away and get wires ran where wires are supposed to be. Considering all is- the cardboard boxes that are happening in this setup, oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> I would say that, uh, yeah, we're doing pretty good considering. I'm not, you know, and actually, the internet held up. I was, we were worried. Well, I was worried. I, I think it did you fine. Might not actually, it did really well. Yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, you guys would like pause for like a half second. Oh, really? And then talk really fast. And I know that's not how it's actually happening, but. <laughs> It's probably every like time that we see a glitch in the screen. Two times as fast. Yeah, it's it goes funny. two times as fast to catch back up. That's funny. So. We haven't had any of that trouble on this side. You've been oh, like, just good. clear all the time. So good. anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed episode 101. Uh, make sure you check out and support our partner companies. Offered Anonymous for all of your bracketries, garage organization, anything, basically anything steel that you need to build your rig. Check out Complete Off-Road for all the other stuff that you can't get from Off-Road Anonymous. And Chris will take care of you over there. If you need to give them a call, you can do, the, do that at 563-583-5363. Just remember to ask for Chris and not for George. Right. Don't ask for George. <laughs> and if that rich guy answers the phone, make sure you ask to speak to the owner, Chris. <laughs> he loves to hear that. And uh, if you need any kind of recovery gear, make sure you check out Crawler Off-Road. They are fully stocked again with all their stuff. I actually talked to Rick today. Uh, one of the giveaways we did on episode 100 was actually to uh, Austin Grace, who actually works for Off-Road Anonymous. And that's he, hilarious. And he won a $25 gift card to Off-Road Anonymous. Love it. <laughs> if that's not proof that it's not rigged, I don't know what, what is. <laughs> so I told... Uh, uh. I told... 
um, Jacob today, I was like, hey, let Austin know that we will uh, transfer that winnings to any of our partner companies. He said he needed some stuff from crawlers. So I called Rick and Rick's like, I got you. I was like, sweet. So when you deal with good people, good things happen. And Rick and Fred are definitely those people. And I think Woodoo, I don't know how Woodoo fits in that picture. Is he just a friend? I don't know. Nonetheless, good people up there in Michigan. And last but not least, uh, we got a couple of people bought more flates after last week's episode and they used them. And the first message I got was I should have done this years ago. Nice. Before more flight was even a thing. Because they are fan damn tastic. I've seen it in action. I know it's true. I need to, We need to get you one. Nah. I need to get one too. You I have say a knockoff nah? because I nah. built mine before Morphlate was a thing. Yeah. I have a boat. It might not have been before Morphlate was a thing, but know. it was before I knew Morphlate was a thing. I think it was. Yeah, it might have been a bit of a thing, but it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. But right. uh, And now it's refined. So they are yeah. definitely a sweet tool to have. So if you're interested in checking out a inflation deflation system, they've got all sorts of different varieties now. Two tire, four tire, and even now six axles or six tires at one time. So. He has definitely come out with some new cool stuff there. So if you can check that out, check it out at M-O-R-R-F-L-A-T-E dot com. And that is all of our partners. So thanks again for joining us. Check out the website at totaloffroadpodcast.com. We have all of our links there as well. And check out the Patreon if you want to help support this podcast. We really appreciate it. And it goes towards buying things for the studio and paying the bills to keep the lights on. That link is the first link in your show notes. So. Go check that out. We appreciate you. And Mike, have you got any last words? Uh, yeah, bring a Toyota with you if you're going to wheel with a bunch of full-size idiots. <laughs> 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 you need somebody to drag your ass back to camp. That's awesome. Right. That's As a full-size guy, that's saying a lot. That's it. That's the, that is the shout-out for you Toyota guys. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you on the trail. Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offroad Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Mike. And I'm Derek. And that was delayed. It was a little <laughs> bit. But not, but not the way you heard it. It was actually just delayed. Yes. You forgot to say the last part. What? This is Total Offroad. No, I definitely said that. Did you say it? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. I thought you waited to say that. Did he miss that? I missed it. I missed it. You might have said it, but I didn't. You want me to try it again? Yeah. Okay. I think we should try it again. (laughs)